This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. Active Skin Repair uses a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which mimics our natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. We've been loving Active Skin Repair for all the cuts and scrapes that show up in the active toddler life. Sage loves that there's both the spray version, but also a cream version. He likes to get to choose which one he's going to do. He calls it the magic cream. And it's been so great for taking care of Mila's neck rash now that she's full on teething. Can we get a minute for a teething three and a half month old? What in the world? Active Skin Repair has thousands of five-star reviews and the ingredients so safe and clean, they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest. Keeping it simple with one soothing solution for all your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code VILLAGE. That's www.activeskinrepair.com, code VILLAGE, for 20% off your order. You're listening to Voices of Your Village. This is episode 135. Back to school in COVID life is a whole different ballgame. So we're going to dive in today to hash out some tools for you and give you concrete things that you can implement to support yourself and the kiddos through this journey. We also created two free guides, one for teachers and one for parents. If you head to the link in my bio on Instagram at seed.and.so.sew, or in our Facebook group, Seed and Sew colon Voices of Your Village, right at the top of that Facebook group, there's a link or at the link in my bio on Instagram, there's links to each of the guides within there. You can snag them. They're totally free. Just You can print them. You can just have them to reference. You can share them. If you're a teacher, you can share the parent one if you want. You can share the teacher one within your school for sure or with whomever is helpful. Feel free to share them with folks. We've had a lot of schools sending the parent one home to support parents as well. Folks, it's a wild ride and you don't have to do this alone. All right, let's dive in. Welcome to Voices of Your Village, a place where parents, caregivers, teachers, and experts come to support one another on this wild ride of raising tiny humans. We combine decades of experience with the latest research to create the modern parenting village. Let's dive into honest conversation about real parenting challenges so it doesn't have to be this hard. I'm your host, sleep consultant, child development specialist, and passionate feminist, Alyssa Blass Campbell. Right now, the number one thing we're getting questions about is this back-to-school transition. Whether your child is going back in person or you're doing distance learning or it's a hybrid or maybe they are going to childcare, maybe they're switching to a new classroom in childcare or they're starting at a new space. There are so many different variations of what this back-to-school transition looks like this year. And almost all of them look different than they've ever looked. 
Today, I want to dive into what this looks like for us as adults and for supporting the tiny humans. We're going to break this episode into two parts. Before we can talk about what it looks like to support the tiny humans, we have to talk about us as adults. Just like if we're going to show up and do this work with kids, we have to do this work with ourselves first. So number one, there's so much adult anxiety right now. You know, we often get stuck in the past and in the future. Through this episode, I want to work with you on developing some tools and really taking a minute to think about what it would look like to live in the present. What's true right now? Not what was spring like or how did this work in the past for you? Or what did things used to look like in the past? And staying away right now from oh my gosh, what's this going to be in December, January, February, March, April, May, all of it. Instead of living in that future, let's be here now. We can do some planning and some planning is necessary. You're speaking to a fellow planner. But the reality is, if we aren't able to be in the present, then we're just spending the entire time in the future. In order to support our kiddos right now, we've got to be here now. When you find yourself in a space where you're feeling anxious about the future or worried about even, man, when this starts, what's it going to look like? Because I know what March and April looked like and that was really, really hard. The reality is that teachers are absolutely incredible and When we switched to distance learning in the springtime, teachers were thrust into this. You know, one day they were in the classroom and the next day they were doing everything distance learning. They were thrown into the deep end just like parents were, just like kiddos were. And now we've had quite a few months where teachers have been working on what does this look like? What are the best ways to show up for families and with kiddos In a distance format, how do we do this? Teachers, again, are my superheroes. Absolutely incredible. Have worked, most teachers that I've talked to have worked all summer long trying to figure out how to do this in a way that's best for your kids. After probably the hardest spring many of them have ever had. Our childcare educators are working on what does this look like for protocols? How do we maintain safety and health regulations and also build connection and help kids feel safe and seen and flourish from a social emotional perspective? There's nonstop conversation for teachers behind the scenes. So what it looked like this spring will be different than what it looks like this fall. We have new tools in our toolbox to pull from. Teachers and caregivers and parents and kids, everybody has a new toolbox to pull from. One of the things that I think is really important for us as the adults is being mindful of what and how we discuss school around the kiddos. If we're saying things like, oh, they hated distance learning in Zoom, I can't believe we have to do this again. Guess what? 
they're going to hate it again this fall. They're going to hear you and they are going to show up and be like, oh, I hate this. I don't want to do this. Y'all, what we say matters. It's what they hear. It's what they're hearing then about themselves. If we're saying things like, they won't be okay if I hand them to some random administrator rather than their teacher, then yeah, they probably will be anxious about that. I have been checking in with so many early childhood educators who have been working because our child care centers here in Vermont opened uh, June 1st. And these kiddos are doing awesome. Awesome. Kiddos are wearing masks when they are required to wear masks and they are still socializing and playing and building language and having fun. They're doing really well. Kids are so resilient. Y'all, resiliency is built in times of struggle. This is when we build resiliency. Resiliency is when we are in a hard season or we're experiencing something hard and we are able to regulate and figure out how to move forward. So what does that look like for us as adults? I think the two biggest components are self-care, 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 self-care. Y'all, I'll never stop talking about this because we've made it out to be this big thing and we're like, what if you don't have time or money or whatever? Self-care is not to me something that's like this big grandiose thing. It's eating food. It's moving your body every couple hours throughout the day, even if it's a one-song dance party or standing up and stretching for 30 seconds or... Saying to a child, you know what? I can't have you on my body right now because my body's so tired. You can sit next to me and I could hold your hand. Or you could help me cook dinner, but I can't pick you up right now. Setting boundaries for ourselves. Setting boundaries around work, setting boundaries with our partner, setting boundaries with family, with kiddos, is a beautiful way to take care of ourselves. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being back to work after maternity leave has been so good and frankly, so hard. I love what I do and I missed collaborating with my team while I was out and it's been a tough transition. The combination of a packed schedule and still being the milk machine for Mila Bean, it's hard to juggle everything. I feel so grateful for my weekly therapy hour. Sometimes I'm just holding so much and I need a safe space to let it out and get it off my chest. I've noticed that when I don't release it, it comes out anyway, but usually in ways that aren't aligned with how I want to show up in the world. BetterHelp is such a convenient, flexible option for parents who just can't take the travel time to get to an in-person therapy visit. It's entirely online. You can show up in your jammies, always a win in my book, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you're on your way to feeling heard. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash voices today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash voices. Hormone Harmony is an all-in-one hormonal balancing solution for women of all ages. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. 
Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormone changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. Hormone Harmony is perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put your life on hold, like hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all these things. And the biggest benefit? Feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews for Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code VILLAGE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code VILLAGE for 15% off today. When we are giving at the expense of ourselves, we are often navigating in codependency. We have more information on codependency over on our Instagram. We've been talking a bunch about it. If you are going to show up for these kiddos, you've got to show up for yourself first. You truly can't pour from an empty cup. So drink your water, have your coffee, prioritize your sleep, let the dishes be, let the mess be. Y'all, I grew up in a household that was basically always messy. There were five kiddos and two parents and my mom worked her butt off and waitressed on weekends and was home with us during the day and my dad worked. And one of the things they just didn't prioritize was making sure we had a clean house. You guys, we've talked about this before, but self-care doesn't have to cost money. It doesn't have to be this big thing. It's not a mani or a petty. It's not something you're saying like, oh, I have this vacation in a week or we're going to make it to the weekend. It's what are you doing for yourself throughout the day to regulate your nervous system? That's what taking care of yourself looks like. And I think it's the most beautiful thing to model for a child. So... Maybe taking, even if you take five minutes one night and just brain dump, what are the things I can do to take care of myself? I, when I started this journey, kept a little sticky note for myself of three to five things that I could do in the moment to take care of myself. So if I found that I hadn't prioritized it throughout the day and I was getting dysregulated, I had a little list to pull from so that I wasn't trying to think of something while I was dysregulated. (laughs) That's very hard to do. Okay, next is to have an outlet that isn't your child to process your feelings. There's so much unknown and unknown, are you ready for this actually? Unknown health and safety are the three biggest anxiety triggers. Hello, COVID. We're hitting all three here. And so of course, anxiety is at an all-time high. We had a pretty anxious society before that was getting by And then we threw this huge wrench in the system and we have a whole lot of folks whose biggest triggers are health, safety, and the unknown, and now you're living it. Your child is not responsible for regulating your anxiety. And in order for them to have a safe space to break down to, you need to be in charge of your feelings. It's such a hard truth 
and it's unique to the parent or caregiver to child relationship. It's not true peer to peer. It's not true in a partnership. It's not true, you know, when they're in a social group at school. It's not somebody else's job to be the person they break down to. This is a unique relationship. So who's that going to be? Who do you have to turn to to process your feelings with? Some folks are utilizing therapy. If that's not something that you have access to, is there a friend? Is there somebody that you can reach out and text? Gosh, Rach and I text each other all day long. Just about two and a half hours ago, I texted her and said, Zach is driving me absolutely nuts and I need to talk because I knew I was not regulated enough to talk to him yet. Who is it that you can turn to that can help you process this? Let me give you a hot tip here. When I was struggling with anxiety, when I was like in the depths of it, I used to live with it cripplingly. It very much dictated a lot of my life and I would end up in panic attacks. I found myself turning to people who would commiserate with me, who would join me in the anxiety. As I started to do healing work, I found myself gravitating toward people who were more regulated and realized that that's been a game changer for me. When I am feeling fear, starting to feel anxious, if I reach out to somebody who is also triggered by this topic, we end up in an anxious spiral together. So I want you to think for a minute. I, it's these people that I turn to when I'm feeling fear or anxiety weren't always people that I like gravitated towards because you, I wanted someone who was going to join me in the anxiety, you know? Like that's what I reached toward. And I have to, had to like consciously start to choose folks who would show up in a different way who would show up and validate and empathize, but not be codependent with me. A person who empathizes can hold space for your fear without joining you in it, without getting dysregulated by it with you. Who is that in your life that you can turn to as a sounding board? So Rach is my go-to person for empathy. I even find it helpful if I can just text her, even if she can't text back yet. Just offloading my fear to her, knowing that at some point today she's going to reach back out to me, is helpful. If you feel like you don't have a person like this, one of my favorite tools is journaling. I will literally brain dump all my fears. I will just free flow, no rules, write it all out, And then sometimes I'll go back through and write what I'm really afraid will happen. And then I write what I'm in control of and what I am not in control of. We have such a desire. We keep thinking, oh, if I was in control of this thing, I would feel better. Sometimes we to-do list our way out of it or keep trying to gain that control. But the reality is there will always be things you're not in control of. And so it's kind of like happiness, where if you're waiting for that thing that will make you happy, you're never going to get there because it's a choice. It's a choice to say, 
there are things that I can't control and there are unknowns right now and I'm going to do my best today. I'm going to do what works for us today. And tomorrow I can wake up and make that choice again. But I can't control so many other pieces of the puzzle. That control is where we are in fear of the future. Let's come back to the present moment. You can ground yourself. If you are starting to feel anxious, you can ground yourself in the present moment by noting smells around you, what your feet are touching, where your hands are, literally bringing yourself back to what, where is my body right now? So say we're doing our work on the adult side. What does this look like to support the kids? Because, of course, they've been feeling so much of our anxiety for months. They've felt dysregulated because their world has changed, too. Their school routines look different. Their life routines look different. They're wearing masks now. There are so many rules that are different than they were before. The expectations changed. Visual aid support is crucial for navigating life, (laughs) for letting kids know what's coming next. If every single day they're not sure what comes next, every single day they're going to be feeling some dysregulation because you're looking at the unknown of what's coming in December. They are looking at like, what's happening this afternoon? What's happening today? We can support them with a schedule for the day. Now, this schedule does not have to look a certain way. It doesn't have to be pretty or fancy. You don't have to laminate things. There doesn't need to be any color coding. Whatever works for you is great. You can reach out to your kid's school and say, hey, do you have any templates for schedules of the day that you use at school? They might have them and be able to send them home to you. You are creating the schedule that works for your family unit. What we know about the central nervous system is that we need input every couple hours, every 90 minutes to two hours to help maintain regulation. We have a free list of activities to help calm the central nervous system, sensory-rich activities, you can head on into our Facebook group or onto our Instagram, and there's a link right at the top or in our bio that has a free list for you. We also, I have a free webinar y'all can always tune into as well that is at in that same link. There's like a list of links there. And one of them is a free webinar on calming the central nervous system. I talk about ways that you can do this and support them preventatively and from a reactionary standpoint. If a kid is melting down or having a tantrum, what do you do then? And then how do you support them up front as well? It's about an hour long. Um, You know, a lot of people don't have time or the ability to commit to that right now. That's totally fine. It's there. It's free if you need it, if you want it. You can also create a calendar for the week or for the month, whatever works for your family right now. 
maybe you don't know or you feel nervous about saying what's happening throughout the month, you can create a calendar that shows what's happening throughout the week. What day is a school day? What day is a home day? And then in that day, you have then a schedule for each day that says what's happening throughout the day. We're going to have, we're going to wake up and get dressed or brush teeth or whatever, and then we're going to breakfast, and then we have playtime, and then we have a Zoom call, and that, like going through, what is this, what does this look like? What's the schedule for the day? Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So, join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts, starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model. So that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. If you have young children under the age of three for sure, but probably under the age of five, I would do a morning schedule and an afternoon schedule so that it's not too overwhelming for them. Often when they're that young, in the middle of the day, they're going to have a nap or at least a rest time. So that breaks up then when the schedule would switch. In times of transition, we often loosen boundaries. Because we're like, oh, we know that they... Things are really hard for them or overwhelming for them. And so we shift our boundaries. Kids need clear, consistent boundaries in times of transition or change more than any other time. Because what they're asking is, what's the expectation now? I knew what it was, but what is it now? And they're going to ask you over and over and over. That's their job. And reminder that when you set a boundary, it's a child's job to push it, to see if it's real, to see if you're going to hold it, to say, is that really the expectation? What happens when I do this? And we get to hold it and let them know we're going to. It helps them feel safe. It lets them know we are in control and they don't have to control all the things. 
that that's not their responsibility. That's a huge weight to carry. We know as adults, how many of us are like, I'm done adulting. I don't want to be the one calling the shots. Will somebody please decide what's for dinner and make it? It's too much to put that on kids. That's why we do it as adults. It's our responsibility. And when we are holding boundaries, we're letting them know that they don't have to call those shots. Validation through this transition will be huge. Validating the things that are different. And not with a, oh, but you'll be okay. That's not validation. That's sympathy. That's us trying to solve the problem and have them not express their fear. If they're saying like, oh, we have to wear this mask or Miss Sarah's going to pick me up at the door and I want Miss Emily to pick me up at the door. We can validate that. Yeah, that's so different. Usually, I would bring you into the classroom. And it's so different with COVID. It's okay to feel nervous. We don't have to problem solve it. We don't have to tell them they don't need to feel this way. They do already. Let's chat about what feels different, what feels the same. Hold space for when they're expressing that they miss socialization the way that they knew it or that there are unknowns and that they're not sure what school's going to look like. Ask their teachers if they can send home a schedule for the day or what the expectation is that you can communicate with your kiddos. Here, bud, this is what they sent home from school. Would you like to look at it together? It talks through what your school day is going to look like so that you know what to expect. My friend Ellen, before the kids went back to her childcare, she did a video of her showing her different masks and what her face looked like with it and what her fa- what her voice sounded like when she was wearing a mask and she read a book to the kiddos wearing a mask and she took it off and then she told the kiddos that if they had any questions about it, if they were curious about it, that she would be happy to talk to them, that they are always welcome to ask their questions. I thought that was awesome. It was like a five-minute video she sent home for the kiddos. And it let them see what to expect, a little snapshot into it. And let's just be honest with these kiddos, especially our older kiddos. I want to tell them, hey, bud, I will let you know what we know when we know it. Part of life includes not always knowing what's going to happen. And letting them know that we as the adults have a plan in place for different things that may happen so that the kiddo doesn't feel like they're going to have to figure it out. Again, taking that responsibility off their shoulders. Hey, but this is different. We are figuring out a plan for you. You don't have to figure it out. We'll let you know. What we know, if there are any changes, if there's anything that's going to be new, we'll tell you once we know, and we will figure out a plan if things do change. You don't have to figure that out. Especially when they're hearing conversations where we're feeling overwhelmed or anxious, a lot of kids will take that on as their problem to solve. In an effort to have you not be anxious anymore. And so communicating to them, if you are feeling anxious, letting them know, 
yeah, you know what, buddy? Sometimes I'm feeling a little scared too. When I'm feeling scared about it, here are some things that I do to calm my body. And even when I'm feeling scared about it, I will figure out a plan. You still don't have to do this. I will figure it out. Let's ease the burden on our kiddos. So many of our kids, they hold the weight of the world on our shoulders and they want a regulated caregiver. And so they will learn what to do to have a regulated caregiver. For some kiddos, they learn, oh, I can't cry in front of this person, or I can't express my hard things in front of this person, or if I clean up all my stuff, then they'll be regulated. We learn codependency pretty early. They're learning how to help you regulate pretty early, and we get to let them know, hey, bud, I can take care of that. Uh, Sometimes I do get frustrated. Sometimes I feel angry. Sometimes I feel mad. Sometimes I feel scared. Here are some things that I do to calm my body. You don't have to calm for me. It's okay for you to feel frustrated too. It's okay for you to make mistakes. It's okay for you to feel scared. You feeling scared won't make me feel scared. I can handle your big stuff. They're always looking to us and asking us that. Never with those words. Always through behaviors. But they're constantly asking us that. It's been really cool in our reparenting class to see folks start to really develop this toolbox. If you feel like you need guidance and support in doing that, come on in. It's seedreparenting.com. We have a pretty active group in there of folks who are doing this work, who are building a toolbox that they didn't get from childhood. The world can feel heavy and hard. Man, it can feel overwhelming and we need to lean on each other so that we're not leaning on our kids for this. All right, y'all. Come on into our Facebook group. Lean on us for support. Snag the reparenting class. We have two freebies for back to school that outline a lot of this podcast episode, you can head to the link in my bio on Instagram or the link at the top of our Facebook group, Seed and Sow, Colon Voices of Your Village. And both there's a parent freebie and a teacher freebie there for you to help with this back to school transition. Snag those. You do not have to navigate this alone. We're here with you. Thanks for tuning in to Voices of Your Village. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at voicesofyourvillage.com. Did you know that we have a special community for all of you to be a part of so that we can all gather together to raise emotionally intelligent humans? Head on over to Facebook, search Seed and Sow colon Voices of Your Village and dive into that Facebook group. We cannot wait to hang out with you and collaborate on raising these tiny humans. If you're digging this podcast, head on over to Apple Podcasts, scroll down, click those stars and leave a review. It really fills my heart to hear from all of you. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? 
My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and, more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests, too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.